0: if you listen to this podcast which we might be talking to maybe two or three people right now
1: no nah, we we got we're fucking killing it on the numbers we're doing great you're right you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry
0: i'm sorry everyone listening
1: i mean well, like realistically we could use more listeners but well, it's not bad like it's not it's not bad numbers so tell people so tell people about it. we're only getting better
0: we're only getting stronger baby um well, so if you know if you listen to our podcast, we usually come it start. it comes out uh for Mike and I, we're central time, so like uh midnight east coast on Wednesday, uh Wednesday to Thursday. And uh what can we say, man? We had some busy shit. We're busy. busy the shit.
1: And then we we're supposed to today we we're gonna and I'll we'll just pimp him out for next week. Uh uh our but, my buddy, uh I don't know if I don't think you've ever met him, Zach, but uh Ben Roy, who is the Lead singer of a band called Spells. He's also a really good stand-up comedian. He was on a TV show called Those Who Can't. He's part of the Grolics uh crew. He's got this great pod- podcast called Grolix Save the World. He's got another podcast called Rat Race that's so fucking funny. He's just he's one of the most talented, funny dudes uh I've ever met. And uh we were gonna get him today, but I had a fucking so we were gonna be recording this about an hour or two ago. And I woke up and uh I like went into my kitchen uh, this morning and it was just like gas. It was like the smell of gas so bad. And I was like, okay, I've done some work in the kitchen fairly recently or I had like, you know, and only just like moved out the fucking uh, the stove. And man, I swear to God, I was like, well, maybe something got loose, and I put my head back there and and took like a bit. I and I seriously got like high, like and not a fun high either, like a like a, just like a ooh, woozy. So, called the gas company and and threw a long, you know, whatever. It just, it just it pushed it back far enough that we we we'll just have to tape it later. But um, yeah, I'm 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 just happy that the, the house didn't didn't blow up. I mean,
0: I'm glad too. That's where I keep all my shit. Yeah, so you keep your shit. You also keep your own life and your own, uh, um, your heart. And, uh,
1: I, I you know, don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be around anymore. And, I,
0: and, Well, I will be honest with you. I, I didn't, I wasn't really looking forward to replacing you, but I'll tell you right now, I will.
1: With who? There's nobody. I, I
0: don't really know, but if you blow yourself up, don't think this. Who?
1: But who, who, who would you get? Whoopi There's Goldberg. nobody. Whoopi Goldberg. She's got the view. She's on the view. She's too busy. Because believe me, I asked before you.
0: But that would be a good cat. I mean, is-
1: Megan I- McCain, you could get Megan McCain. She just got booted from the That's view. True. That's true. I could get Megan McCain.
0: Well, she's out of a gig. So if you blow yourself up, fuck you, baby. I'm getting Megan McCain. Uh, real quick. So if people, if you're, uh, hopefully this isn't your first episode, but if it is, we usually ask people what are three things that they're into right now. Like, uh, and it could be anything, it could be three things of their favorite things. Blah, but we're not doing that this week. We're just doing a little bumper, a little catch-up episode to explain to you guys why we're a bunch of fuckheads. I will say I'm this not. though: um, I will, I will say one thing. Uh, I might have been one of our first episodes. You and me talked about the phenomenon of the fact that there must be someone who named their child Metallica. Oh like, yeah. Oh boy, am I here for some news? So, Loudwire, I believe this was posted a few days ago. New Zealand mother reportedly named her kids Metallica slayer and pantera a mother in new zealand has reportedly named her three children metallica slayer and pantera the news has come from documentary filmmaker and actor david Ferrier, who hosts dark tourist series on netflix across Uh, i like that guy he revealed a bit more about what he had discovered the online article is hidden beyond on a paywall and that he was at first skeptical about the whole ordeal namely because the metallica album and justice for all was apparently used in the naming process for one of the three children this is fascinating
1: yeah that's pretty cool i mean uh you know i slayer weeby you know i i, I while i would i would hedge away from uh Naming a kid Pantera for a number of reasons, but sure. but uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure they're definitely just uh, <laughs> that is funny. That is where the fuck does it where does she live?
0: Oh, she's in New Zealand, which that's surprising. Okay, I would have thought it was like from you know, fucking Bucktooth, North Carolina, or you know, fucking- yeah. Fuck your sister, Kentucky, or whatever. I don't know.
1: It almost... I don't know. It Probably there may be like a, a cultural divide that that makes more sense over there to do yeah. something like that. Like, you know, as well you know as like can. the way... I mean, I know that... I mean, they speak... I don't know. It is weird. That is odd. Like, I, it would almost like... I would almost see more like a Japanese or somebody, you know, because like a lot of times, like over there, there's like crazy like... You know, I mean, the Simpsons did a joke about it where like somebody was wearing a uh, a T-shirt in Japan that said uh, reggae hairstyle, rock and roll. Yeah. But when you're over there, there, sometimes there are like, you know, like the, you know, the translation is so weird that it must mean something to wear that in, 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 in English over there. And there's like a weird, real weird combos. But. Right. i was trying to like i was trying to like defend this person based on that but then i was like oh yeah no they completely speak english in <laughs> new zealand
0: <laughs> but but you know i mean you you know as well as i do music festivals over there you have people with like their favorite bands are some 41 and then like you know behemoth you know or whatever it's yeah like, yeah oh, there's no alliance, it doesn't seemingly. I mean, there are people that are way into one thing, but there is also. I mean, you've played festivals over there where it's
1: yeah, it's know, pretty
0: player and fucking less than Jake or whatever it might be. Yeah, you
1: know? totally, totally. And people it's are just celebrated. like on board. Like, is there's guitars with distortion on them, right? Music, like I am into music, and which yeah. is
0: fucking great for guys like you and me, anyway. Hi, Mike.
1: Hi. Baby. How are you? Hello, uh, I'm all right. I'm a little, you know, I am a little, uh, I'm a little stressed out at, at that. Just my whole day. My whole day is, is ripped, done. Flip turned upside down. Like, I'm not like, whatever, I'm fine. You know, but just okay. that weird thing where just like, I'm trying to get on, on, uh, on the page of the new, the new thing today, but, um, I'm not
0: going to fucking cry about it.
1: I'm not weeping about it. Uh, I'm just trying to get my energy up to have to fucking deal with this shit right now
0: horse horsey shit well if we were going to skip this week and confuse the fuck out of everybody but i said no you said no but i am just saying we might do that at some point you know nah
1: man i i think that i uh I, I think we'll figure out a way to put something up every week okay. i i even if it's just me telling everyone what I think about uh, them. (laughs) Even if it's me and a very intense rant about how the government is bad. I want to put up something every week. I'm committed to that, even if it's late.
0: You heard it it right here, folks. Um, I will be going on tour in two weeks for five weeks. And so uh, since I am... Um, uh, you know, the brains in this operation, uh, we'll see how that goes and we'll see how that goes. Actually,
1: well, I, I, you know, me, I, when I do something, I do it and I don't, I don't, I, if I make the, 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 the goal to make some, to do it, like, I, I think I'm down to make something happen every week, even if it's odd and, and breaks format.
0: Okay. I love it. I love it. And I'll be, I'll be the field reporter out there you know, reporting in from the road. This is that Yeah. Way. yeah we'll on the
1: figure road. Figure it out. We'll do it.
0: Um well today we don't we're not gonna do our normal three things. We don't actually have time. We're
1: just doing I we could do that. I got three things. You got three things. Totally. I mean they're very they're very basic bitch things that are in the zeitgeist, but um going to be a
0: quicker episode. We know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I have three I have three quickies uh, Let's go. right now they're basic bitch though they're super right now basic bitch they're, they're probably everybody's three favorite things right now
0: we're just gonna do your three things on this i will give a quick shout out and we're not gonna have to talk about it if anyone's looking for anything to watch uh mike has already discovered the show last year year which i didn't know and i'm a little mad at you as a friend for not telling me uh the last one laughing it is on uh amazon prime they have a few different countries. Last one laughing Mexico. Last it's let this one's last one laughing Australia. It's hosted by Rebel Wilson. 10 stand up comedians in a room for six hours, and uh, you're trying to make each other laugh. You can't laugh, and when you laugh, you get eliminated. So it is there is one guy in there named Sam Simmons that I'm now obsessed with. I think he's one of the funniest people I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, so
0: check that out. That is not even,
1: a yeah, and there's a comic that I know people that know named Becky Lucas who. Her stand-ups really, really good. Um yeah, no, that was a weird, like um that show was like a weird uh pandemic find for me. I was like I was going through like a pretty dark uh period of kind of my the I I had like a, a month or two of really bad, really bad depression, probably August. And like that was like a show that I definitely like just kind of like weirdly binge that kind of that was one of a couple shows that i just i i I don't know that i watched and kind of uh, i don't know that, that, light, that lightened the load a little bit I that you- and i watched the entire run of Shit's creek Shit. uh which i i you know i think people love that show and i like like i like it fine like it's just like this is fine uh but i definitely like it was like the exact right show to like It doesn't really challenge you in any way. Like it doesn't like Mm. I mean, like it's just like it's just easy. It's like a comfort show. It's like
0: I agree. And I think it did that um, it definitely did that for my
1: cheers every day or something.
0: It definitely did that for my wife. And I I I think that show it hit at the right time for everybody last year. And that's why it just completely blew up. You know, it'd been out for a few years and people weren't getting it. I've been a lifelong fan of Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara because my dad was a huge, huge fan of SCTV. So I've just yeah. all the cast members of SCTV, I just grew up loving and kind of seeking out Martin Short, especially, and you know, John Candy and Joe Flaherty. Anyway, Rick Moranis. Um, Dave Thomas. Uh
1: so yeah, no, that uh that show uh SCTV is is really, really great and an, in a lot of ways. It really is consistent. It's weirder. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, there there's no reason really to, other than they're both sketch shows to compare SNL and SCTV, but uh-huh. uh, I, I love like the fact that like SCTV, that there are all these like running, running gags that weren't, but it wasn't like, a, oh, I mean, they would bring back characters, but there was like weird things that like unfold, like you start to realize that Joe Flaherty's dracula horror movie host character was also the weatherman that he was like double dutying it and just weird little things that kind of like built built on themselves but also it was kind of like easter at pre easter egg thing that like yeah, was really sure. kind of like you know like before in, tv it was all yeah.
0: in his own um world uh yeah and then you know just the eugene levy character of uh bobby bitman and uh it, you know the recurring characters the joe and john candy's the guy with the snake on his face that did commercials and stuff it's,
1: yeah yeah
0: that's another thing i guess we just must stumble on another everybody go check out sctv you can get it uh i'm sure it's on some sort of stream a lot of
1: there's a lot of youtube stuff i don't know where it's sequential though i don't know where you can watch um, like
0: it's just it's just groundbreakingly genius and so good well um
1: and for so
0: that's a sketch comedy show from Canada, the late '70s, early '80s, with all these now huge,
1: huge comedy stars. Uh, well, I'm gonna just jump in with my thing number one. Thing number one. Uh, because we already talked. Thing about,
0: number one, thing number two, thing number three. Let's just, just blow them all out, and then we'll talk
1: about. it. Well, that. thing number one is for me is going to be. Uh, it's what everybody's watching. I think you's I think you should leave season two. We're all watching it every. If you're not, I mean, everybody's watching it. It's awesome. uh, in, in, everybody in my circle is watching yeah. it. Uh, Tim Robinson, Netflix show. Man, it's uh, you know, it's really. I don't know. It's kind of weirdly darker than season one. There's like, I I think I've watched them all now, and there's a little bit of like, kind of sadness in there. Um, like when he
0: uh, the, the skit we were talking about at the like the haunted house where, you know, he, he has to leave, you know, they, they force him out and then his mom comes and picks him yeah,
1: up. Yeah. 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 Like, and the bad. the sketch where, I mean, it's already a meme of him dressed up in just the most obnoxious, like fake old man outfit and him saying, uh, I just don't want to be around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Guys yeah. like you want to die, which is like, you know, uh, without getting too deep, uh, yeah, that's something you say when uh when you it's it's not it's usually I think that people that are <laughs> that are in that place, they rarely say, I want to kill myself. They say I just I don't want it, I just don't want to exist well, anymore.
0: That 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 skit is so fucking genius because you know, usually when there's those things happening, that makeup is really amazing. You know, it mm. really looks like an old man, and that's going to be the skit. But as they're putting the makeup on him, it looks so fucking ridiculous and bad. You know, yeah, that, that's what cracked me up. It's like there's no way that that that's going to end well, and of course it doesn't. Yeah. So okay, that's a. That's I feel a- like
1: we should. I don't want to go too far, but there's another sketch. I've only gone
0: episodes so far.
1: They film a thing happening in multiple ways that is like, it's like a, you know, that show tends to be more like verbal and, and and a season two, it's more of like a verbal, verbal gags and stuff, but there is a physical comedy gag that they replicate like 15 times. Oh, it's like the I know what you're sketch of the first season. I didn't want to give it away, but it is, I mean, it, I've watched that that sketch like two times now and and just, Laughed so hard and also thought about the fact that, man, a lot of work, a lot of work went into getting Mm -hmm. these really quick shots of this, this, you know, physical comedy sketch happening in different locations and different times.
0: It it reminded me, and it's based on the same sort of comedy. And it's so fucking genius as the one of, you know, the best Mr. Show skits, where it's the guy that's telling the, the Mount Everest. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, very much so.
0: And it's funny at first but then it gets so fucking funny because it just keeps happening yeah um, yeah it's it's purely genius man that it's oh, and again it's netflix it's called i think you should leave this is the second season that just started so everybody needs to check that I also out
1: so that show detroiters that they did him and and sam richardson i think Definitely is his so. name
0: tim robertson and sam tim robinson and sam richardson Both yeah both tim robinson was a writer on snl and he was a featured player for one season, I believe, maybe one. Yeah, and then you know went back to writing it out, and then did Detroiters and in this. All right, well, in the spirit of, of moving on, that's your thing to one. Let's let's keep you going. Let's go into thing two. Thing number
1: two. Um, I have been watching uh public domain movies on YouTube, um, Quentin Tarantino, who I know a lot of people don't like him and I understand why they don't like him, but uh, I I like him. But I have whatever any this isn't about Quentin Tarantino. But other than he was he's on a a podcast that I enjoy called Pure Cinema. And it's it's a really deep dive into kind of obscure movie stuff. And they kind of theme out each episode and talk about stuff. um, Pure Cinema podcast and Tarantino who is you know no matter what you think about it that dude has watched more movies than most people and knows a lot about stuff and he they had an episode of all public domain movies which means that it's movies that not really anyone owns the rights to at this point and you could kind of anybody can kind of put them put them out which is why like you know you've probably seen a million different uh cheap versions of *Neither the living dead i don't know why neither living dead usually it's really old stuff that's public domain but Night the living dead some kind of legal thing so like you know there's there's just a lot of like and it, like you that's why you can easily go find like neither living dead for sale and there'll be like a metal score to it or something yeah. weird like that um but it's also why like people are allowed to do like metropolis or uh you know scores to metropolis or like silent movies because most most silent movies maybe not chaplain stuff but most silent movies at this point are public domain but there's all these crazy good things that are i had never seen and they did the whole podcast is just them talking public domain stuff and i've I've watched two recommendations, um, one that Tarantino recommended and and another one that one of the other guys recommended. Uh, the one that the other guys recommended was this movie called British Intelligence. And it's, uh, a, a, Boris Karloff is in it, he's kind of one of the leads in it, um, but a younger-ish Boris Karloff. Um, and it's a World War One spy movie and it's man and it's like here's the thing i like you know in the age of in the age that we're in of like prestige golden hour golden age tv Mm -hmm. where episode you know there's you know 12 if not more one hour episodes and in some ways that, that is great that you can you can you know. String out a character and really get to know a character. And I do like that, but I'm also uh, a little tired of it at this point. And like the 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 kind of uh, the the way it's we're beholden to stringing things out. I think that a lot of uh, television series are too long, are like two episodes too long. Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Zach and Mike Make Three podcast. But I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I do. It's called the International News Service. Me and my news team look into stories of the weird, stories of the bizarre, and stories of the unimaginable. And also, it's very, very stupid. So check out the International News Service wherever you get your podcasts. And so a lot in a lot of older films, man, they clock in at like an hour, at like 70 minutes. Yeah. And when when something is good and and can and can like check all the dots and do something effectively uh in, in like 60, 70 minutes, I am I am on board and really fascinated by that uh in a storytelling sense. Yeah. Especially really- when, you know, especially when and that's not like it's not just me having a short attention span by any means, because I love a good three hour movie sure. when it's really good. But when you can introduce characters and let me know everything about them within a couple minutes, within a couple lines, I think that that's really good writing. And I think it's really good filmmaking. Um, so British intelligence is Set it's World War One, and it's it's a spy caper. It's about German spies, and it's a lot of double crosses and triple crosses and quadruple crosses. And Boris Karloff plays this uh, this guy with his big scar on his face. Who Boris Karloff's the guy who played like the original uh, Frankenstein's monster in Frankenstein. Notice I said Frankenstein's monster because Frankenstein is the doctor, not the monster and um but it, man it's just so effective and good and you don't see a lot of movies that are world war one there's 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 a billion world war ii movies but this is a cool II and II pa- particularly you don't see a lot of world war one movies that aren't the trenches it's always the trench and the in the and the you know whereas world war ii there's like a million different you know there's there's the Pacific theater. There's, uh, there's Hawaii. There's, there's Germany. There's Italy. There's so many different, there's the desert. There's Africa. You, know what?
0: you definitely don't see a world war one or world war two movie about breakdancing and that about breakdancing. Yes. Yes. And I think, what I, about newsies? I guess you got me there. I think you got me there.
1: No, I was thinking of swing kids, swing kids. Schindler's list. um a lot of breaking breaking down in that
0: yeah sure. you know but i'm with you on that and it's the same i think it's the same thing about like why i like seven eight song records like the old format where there would be four songs on each side just done Uh, i think i just poisoned myself by the way i just sucked on the tip of a dust remover
1: thing ah
0: i don't know why The, the little the little pokey thing and it's yeah, you're
1: getting the uh, you're getting the noxious gas treatment I that I say, got when I, I woke up.
0: Myself, so I have I have just a little bit left. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. If it's if it can hold your attention, it says it all in a quick amount of time. A, a, it's just genius. and You kind of marvel that they're able to do that. And you're right. They did used to do that. But now I think it's like to justify ticket costs. It's so fucking expensive and popcorn costs and all that. They want to put your yeah, ass. In-
1: they want to get you yeah. there for longer to spend more money in the Speaking of which I do
0: want to see the new um Black Widow, Marvel movie.
1: I am even. I'm. I enjoy seeing those movies. Uh, I'm a little tired of them, but I I will definitely go see that in theater. But I'm really excited about that movie, Zola.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You were talking about a Twitter
1: thread. But the other movie that I was going to say that I got turned on to from this podcast is an a a film from the 30s, I believe, called A High Diddle Diddle, and it's a comedy, and it is just. The wackiest screwball thing that is kind of meta and kind of really like there's a lot of like double on Chandre that I was like, wow, they're really like, especially when you see, when you see people that are kind of uh talking about sex stuff in an earlier era, it's really like like the there's an opening bit, uh not opening, but towards the beginning where a guy is uh it's a it's a father and his son, and the son hasn't met his father's new wife and there's like just a mix up of a conversation where it's a taxi driver and the taxi driver's talking about a car that he's getting fixed up and they keep getting confused and he's just like, you know, because the taxi driver's talking about I keep her, you know, talking about the car, like I keep her whatever. And there's just a lot of like, you know, I keep her real good and lubricated and stuff like that. And like I'm not in the car and like, you know, like not the not the wife the car. And they keep having these right. it's a very almost uh you know, it's, it's Mark's brothers by way of, of like Seinfeld or something. And it was really like, you know, just, just see these like guys in the thirties do that was really great. But there's like, um, there's like some Friz Freeling, uh, the guy that did like Looney Tunes style animation that pops, pops in the movie. And it's just this like wacky farce. And, you know, a lot of times like, man, I, 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 I you know, even though I am a, a, a cinephile, like there's a lot of old comedy stuff that I'm like, I get why this is fun and good or whatever, but it's not funny to me, but there were actual parts that I was really like legitimately like giggling in this movie, like in the way that only like Mark's brothers will do. um, And like Abbott and Costello, but beyond that, like I, like, I can enjoy the three stooges, but like, I don't like, I don't like, it's not, it's funny, but it's not like, funny funny like oh wow holy shit that was clever in the way that like the marx brothers can be where you're like it's just so fast and no and and you, you know, that, don't
0: that reminds me of two different movies um there was that movie brain donors that was john Tudor. yeah 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 was supposed to be a new marx brothers movie and for some yeah. reason i believe they didn't get the rights at the last minute so they just made it about you know three other characters very marx brothers yeah
1: very crazy.
0: But also, you say about... Or I've,
1: I've been meaning heard, to rewatch that forever. It's come oh up a couple good. times.
0: But it makes me think about the most inappropriate movie that could never get made again was that movie Blame It on Rio. Do you remember that? Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. The, if you know who knows what that movie is, the premise was two... Like middle-aged men, one with being Michael Caine, and this isn't like yeah. a, so. It's like he's in his fifties easily, yeah, maybe even pushing sixty. And they go on vacation with their two like maybe twenty, early twenty-ish daughters, maybe nineteen.
1: To I 20. feel like they're like eighteen, maybe, maybe like, like right seventeen. Out of high and, and one of them's Demi Moore
0: they end up having sex with each other's daughters and they don't know about it. And it's like this big, and that's the little tongue in cheek joke. And like, Oh, we're having sex with each other. It's so fucking inappropriate. It's so crazy misogyny.
1: I, there is a, there's like, it was a full, for whatever reason, like my dad taped that movie. I think he didn't watch it and taped it. Cause we didn't have like R rated movie. Like we, I mean, occasionally like, you know, like, you know predator or something like that we would have like that was when i was older but that movie was like early 80s that was like yeah. pre-predator and uh that was a movie that like i i learned uh because there's a there's a there's a she takes a, a a selfie of the time she like sets up a polaroid camera and takes a full nude of herself to give to michael caine she like gives it to him like while her father's in the room he's like we hey, hey, hey. yeah, yeah and um but there's a shot of her like setting up the camera and taking the nude and I yeah, if you were to the the I freeze frame that shot, like just the, the, a hard pause on the VCR about, you know, I mean, if you were to if you were to watch that tape that blame it on Rio tape that, that the tapes going to get real warbly in that area.
0: My version of that was bachelor party where he goes into the room and the red haired, the old ex-girlfriend. Yeah. to The bed. Yeah. That was my version of that. Uh, yeah. What an inappropriate fucking movie it can never get made nowadays. And it's also, it's actually the premise, that same premise of like all the sitcoms where the guy can be a fat glop of shit, let himself go. And the woman. has yeah. to. Gorgeous and like you know, yoga and just in perfect shape. And it's that it's that same thing. Here's these two old fucking let themselves go, middle-aged men and like these yeah. young, you know. Anyway, okay, that's a great thing too. Uh let's keep it moving right along. What you got for your thing three? Oh god damn it's the thing
1: number three. Um uh, my thing number three is okay yeah uh so again this is the tarantino pure cinema maybe not so this is probably there's a bunch of i feel like a real basic bitch uh saying this um hey everybody just wanted to tell you the riverboat gamblers have a brand new seven inch out we covered a ramon song and we covered a motorhead song and we're lucky enough to get cj ramon to do some backup vocals it's on limited edition vinyl there's some yellow and some pink uh, you can get it at Gamblers Forever, ForeverGamblers.com, or go to our Bandcamp page. We did a real small run on our own, so get them while they're getting good. Uh, I've always liked Rick and Morty, uh, but I've always been turned off by the fandom. Uh, I think a lot of people say it's a it's a I, I will. I've been watching the new season and it's a it's it's great. It's, it's a really smart, good show. The way that they are able to pull those emotional strings, as well as like the insane, like just sci fi reference um, and gross and gross out humor. And
0: it Uh, it gets dark, like that news, that new episode where Morty falls in love with Planetino, which is supposed to be like. Exactly.
1: And that's specifically what I am talking about that episode, particularly uh, there's a song that they play. So uh, Morty falls in love with this. and, And essentially it's just it's it's how can we do the craziest sci fi story, but condense the idea Of what it's like to fall in love for the first time and then have to break up with your girlfriend and you're ripped up over it, but it's just because things aren't working and in the show it's it's an insane reason. It's because she she's actually she's like she's essentially a female Captain Planet, which was a cartoon about uh, like an eco warrior superhero that was real lame but she's like a female version of that, but then uh, she she starts to just like murder anyone who litters and stuff like that. And it goes off the rails. And, and metaphorically within that episode, that's when he starts to realize when she starts murdering people that, that that the relationship's not going to work. And they play this song that they also play over the closing credits. And it's, it's, and I think probably a lot of people know about this guy, but I, I, you know, unfortunately, was probably so ensconced, so ensconced in like punk rock for so long that there's a lot of the indie rock music that I didn't give the chance. I never heard of this, so I, I can't like knock myself for not hearing this. But there's there's a whole swath of, of indie rock stuff that. I kind of just if it smelled like something in that direction, I was like, ah, this is what all those people are doing, and um, I probably missed out on some real cool shit because there's this thing called Kishibashi, and it's a guy. It's a it's a it's a guy named Kishibashi. I think that's his name because the the band. If it's not if if it's if it's not him. And he's he's got a band called Kishibashi, but it's just him who kind of does everything. And he's a violinist, but it's like violin through the way of indie rock. ok. And he like I, I looked him looked him up on um on Spotify. And his biggest songs are like some covers of of like other like there's like a David Byrne cover where he's playing everything It's home. Home is where the not. What's that oh, song right, called? Right, right, right. Um, um, home. <laughs> uh, it's um, not a great, great rendition of it, but um, it's all violin and stuff. But also, like, definitely through like instrumentation. It's not. It's not like a you know, uh, no, like you know, when like somebody takes Metallica songs and just does them with cellos or whatever. There's like, mu- there's like guitars and stuff like that. But the song that they use on that Rick and Morty episode is called "I Am the Antichrist to You," okay. and it is dark and beautiful and sad and fucking cool all at the same time. This
0: must be and it's place. this must be the place. Is the Talking Heads? Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. This must be the place. Um, I'm not. I don't like people love the Talking Heads, and I like them, but I'm not like I cannot, you know. I buy, I, in. I buy in first few records first few it's like it's my I, I, I perfectly like it but they're like a band that like I, I don't know I try to be real honest about like oh, sure. the stuff the difference between stuff that I like and the stuff that I love and the stuff that I enjoy but haven't completely given into because I know a lot of people that'll be like oh yeah you know I I love this and I'm like do you or do you know that that's just a thing you're supposed to say that you love and you just haven't given it the time to to jump into it yet?
0: I'll be honest. I was late to the party with them. And what got me into them was my brother being in the, the Toadies because the Toadie mm. main influence and people don't know that are the Talking Heads and uh, Talking Heads and then Pixies and stuff. And then they kind of mix that. Yeah, in.
1: yeah. Dracula's oh. on tour with the Toadies September
0: Oh yeah, yeah. and so I came to it late because because of that, but then now I buy in. Um anyway, so go ahead. Yeah. So but this song,
1: song, it is fucking it is so good. And when you like you when you read the thinking. lyrics to the song, it is go it, it is so it is who am I? Who am I to you? I am the antichrist to you. And it just goes on where it's about. <laughs> I mean, at least this is what my read on it is. I haven't like read what he means exactly by the lyrics, but I think it's written. My take on it is it's talking about a relationship that doesn't work, but through the lens of the antichrist, who is sort of sent here to destruction. There's all this imagery of like, you know, uh fallen from the sky with grace uh into your arms race these just lines about like i'm a coward hiding behind a sword and shield it's all this very like apocalyptic uh you know just powerful you know biblical style thing but i think like it seems to me that the song is just about like ah we you know we're a thing we're two things that we're Essentially, that kidding. that come from the same place but are made to attack each other. And it's fuck. It is such I, a good song.
0: You say that because I remember thinking like, who is this? And I loved the song when they played it, and then on the out credits, I even watched the out credits, and I assumed it was a guy named John Grant, who has a song in that movie, The Skeleton Twins, which is Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. Yeah, uh, and it, that's an amazing movie, and the song. Was I disagree.
1: I hate that movie, but continue.
0: I like the movie, but the song is called outer space and it's like the closing credit song and that. And I remember Googling. Yeah. Him. Like I, I Shazam the song. And he's this amazing singer that I, I got Willie into him too. He always does really cool synth stuff. Like since yeah. I wanted to, to steal and drag cause he always has this little small modular synth with him on stage. And it's really cool. But I have assumed that that Rick and Morty song was this guy, but now,
1: yeah, it does like what, you know, it does fall into some stuff you've kind of heard before and i i you know i mean at the end of the day like there is i'll w- when i when i love like a real kind of indie rock song i'll probably love it more intensely than a lot of punk rock ish or garage rock stuff but i mean i guess i'm always in different moods so this is really this is really a very broad thing to say but but there sometimes there's a certain mood of indie rock that I don't want to listen to a lot of it in a lump for too long, because it puts me, it puts me in a, in a mood that I don't always, I don't know. It puts me, I don't know. I I, I can't continue in that mood for very long as opposed to like, like hip hop I can kind of exist in for a long, a longer oh, right. swaths of time or like, or like, you know, like, certain types of garage rock and 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 punk rock like or whatever
0: for me like like thrash like extreme thrash metal and stuff like that i can just kind of put it on and and go with it you know it yeah. it's not that it's not challenging to me it just it's just in a different way challenging to you know yeah to listen to some there's a lot of music i want to listen to because i want to actually fucking listen to it and kind of lose myself in it instead of yeah. putting it on and i wanted to, to set a, a different mood
1: um, that being said, like I'm part partially, I'm like I will whatever I just said about that moods and opinion, and it, it will probably shift within I'll like well, three four years. Like it, it it's a, it's a it's an ever changing thing.
0: That's why we are what we are. You me? But that
1: that Kishibashi song is from like 2000 and it's a lot. It, I want to say 2012 or 2002. Like it's old. Like it's definitely. I mean, not relatively old. But like, it's 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 not a new song or anything. So, I mean, I guess somebody, you know, I have a couple songs that I, of other artists that I have in my, you know, I mean, I don't know that I'll ever make anything to pair them with, that I'll make any like film or whatever, but I have things that I've got screenplays in my head uh that are not finished but screenplays that are in my head some of them started that i'm i'm that i'm like this song is for something this is song is for something like this and uh you know there's a couple things that i'm like i i can see the shots in my head i can see like the the crane out i can see the closing credits or i can see the the tense situation that I, i and i wonder if justin roiland Or Dan Harmon was just like that. They had that song in their back pocket. Right. A mood of something that they were going to write forever. Uh, But the the idea of that, like you, 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 you can tell that they they must have, that there wasn't like a, I don't know. We need a a montage song. I don't know. Like call up. uh, I need something indie Rocky that sounds like this. You can tell that. it 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 marries so perfectly that 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 was something whether whether that either one of them knew that it was going to be uh a scene with a a a female captain planet killing people to metaphor metaphorize that's a word a relationship i i doubt that but i guarantee you that they had this, this. They're like that. Some, but one of them fell in love with this song, and were uh, like, I know there's a mood that I have to put with just, this. it just is a, and it makes it inspires me to keep doing that.
0: Well, because that breakup is so real. Yeah, the, the texting, the way they, that they're. The, I won't read it for anybody, but the, what they text to each other, what they say. Yeah, the way they both react to the situation. It's so fucking real. That show is. Is on so many levels genius. The the fourth wall they break, the meta thing they do. It's just yeah, it's just unbelievable. Um, the references, it's so referential to itself and, and to other things that yeah, it's amazing. Well, uh, in the spirit of of getting getting through this, your uh first thing to recap was the show that's on Netflix that's now in its second season. It's called uh I think you should leave, Tim Robinson. The second one is YouTube movies that you've been suggesting you kind of got into from a Quentin Tarantino. Public
1: domain. Oh, I'll specific, give you real sp- specific too. Uh, British intelligence and high diddle diddle. But beyond that, there's a really great, and the quality's really good. It's a YouTube channel called Pizza Flix. And it's just pizza, F-L-I-X, I think. And they have a ton of cool stuff. I started watching like a Vincent Price movie with Agnes Moorhead uh, called The Bat last night. And like the quality, I-, I-, I can't speak to the movie being good quite yet, but uh, the quality, of the, you know, because I mean, a lot of YouTube shit sucks, but like yeah. there's some actually really high def. Well, good transfers. Um, so I, I highly recommend that. Uh, Netflix. And then number- and then Rick and Morty then and Kishi Bashi.
0: Thank you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, so those were three good things. We're getting to this really quickly uh, to close her up. We have some Dracula's things going on. There's some Riverboat Gambler things going on. You have your stand up.
1: Um, yeah, first, first Thursday of every month, come to Excelsior with Mike and Doug Mellard.
0: And Draculas and Riverbug Gamblers are playing punk rock bowling.
1: That's uh, true. And b- But even closer coming up, Draculas are playing August 20th at the Far Out Lounge uh, for a little festival in Austin, Texas. Um, that's going to be cool. Um, and then, then, the then we got, we've got to run with the Toadies. Um, we've got some new songs that we have to mix. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, and then Ian and I are doing our, our variety acoustic show. And I think we're going to, we need to name it something else. It's a, it's such a weird thing. Cause like me and Ian from the Rubo Camillers are doing this acoustic thing. And, but we run it through pedals. So it's not acoustic. It's not like, I didn't want to do like the whiskey railroad track punk rock, but it's that weird thing of like, you don't want to Like we are doing a bunch of gambler songs. So you don't want to, you don't want to name it something new. Cause I don't know if, if anybody's listening, give me, give me a, give me a way, give me an elegant way to
0: this caller. Um,
1: well, that's, and
0: then I, I'm leaving. Uh, my first show will be on the 27th, I believe. 30, anyway, uh, toward the end of the month, with uh, we have the Descendants with us and um, uh, the Menzingers. So that's going to be a great, uh, great run, great tour. And that'll be five weeks, and we're going to be playing somewhere near you, whoever you are that's listening to this, unless you're overseas. Cool. All right, well let's 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 wrap that up. Thanks everyone for listening. We're sorry uh this was not when it was supposed to be. We But
1: next week, Ben Roy, yeah. dude, he's uh, you're you're in for a treat next week.
0: Everybody look up Ben Roy, look up his great band the Spells and his own stand up and everything. So uh we'll talk at you guys uh next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Sound Talent Network. Uh thanks to my lovely co-host uh Michael Weeby uh RIP.